if you guys are old like me, you remember when it went from looking in the newspaper for a job and calling a number or mailing in your resume or handing your friend your resume to get you a job to online job applications. And their, their online job applications are, are the way to do things now. But now you can also just kind of like click to apply. LinkedIn has that click to apply, but probably not the best bet, right? Probably not the best way to go about starting your job search and letting an employer know how serious you are about the opportunity. In the final episode with my good friend and again, one of the most intellectual forward-thinking minds in commercial real estate, in my humble opinion. Allison S. Weiss and I will talk about, mainly she'll talk about, she's the pro. She's, I'm just here to guide the conversation. She talks about starting your job search and being strategic about it. Thank you so much, Allison. This is a great way to end this series. Hopefully you guys have checked it all out. If not, go back and check it out. It's there forever. Allison S. Weiss, your strategic job search. Check it out. This is Commercial Real Estate School, featuring real-world insight and expertise from some of the most successful commercial real estate professionals in the country. Here's your host, Kyle and Sarah. Have you ever wanted to own a slice of a skyscraper? multifamily asset or industrial warehouse. You see, billionaires have long used real estate investments to build and protect their wealth. And that's because the rules of real estate investing have traditionally favored the rich until now. Lex is a new way to invest in real estate. The truth is the best commercial real estate deals are hard to find. Unless you're an accredited investor or have some other type of access. I mean, even then you've got things like crowdfunding, REITs, and sky high investment minimums to choose from until Lex. Lex IPOs building so you can start investing today. By taking buildings public, Lex has created a new way for you to invest in marquee commercial real estate. Build a portfolio by picking the buildings you want to invest in. Each building gets a stock chart, a ticker symbol, and trades just like other stocks. You can even hold these shares in your existing brokerage account after the IPO. And as a shareholder, you can get paid dividends flowing from the rent paid by tenants, earning you tax-advantaged passive income. Unlike other platforms, you can freely trade in and out of your positions without lockups or holds. You can get started today in just minutes and start exploring Lex's live and upcoming IPOs. So head over to lex-markets.com, sign up using the code CREschool, and get a $50 bonus when you deposit at least $500. Again, that's lex-markets.com, code CREschool. Lex, real estate investing for all. All right, Allison, being strategic about your job search, how can how can we be more strategic instead of just sending resumes out there? I'm sure you have a very detailed plan. I know a lot of folks would love to hear about it. Absolutely. So the first thing I would say is oftentimes when people start applying for jobs, they haven't adequately processed their most recent experience. So I have a very simple three-question mm. journaling prompt that I give people to help ensure that they are very clear and they are not just going into the next thing recreating some of the same things that they experienced previously that they might want to avoid mm. so the three questions are what have i loved these are all the things experiences projects the things that really worked for you that you want to experience again so these are all the good things what have i loved 
What have I learned? These are tools in your toolkit that you are taking with you wherever you go. It also, mm -hmm. I would say, wants to overlap in a Venn diagram with what have I loved? Because here's an example. I know how to do Excel. I don't love it. I don't want to do it as any mm. big portion of my next role. So what is the intersection of what I loved and what I learned? What are the skills, the tools, the technology, the project experiences that I've had that I can leverage in my next career journey? And then the last thing is, what do I need to leave behind? And oftentimes, this is the biggest part. These are the bad experiences, the conflicts. Maybe it's a it's a cultural element of a company. Maybe it's you know the the vertical of the business that they're in. What are all the things that are deal breakers that you need to set boundaries around in the future? I think oftentimes we're so focused on that next thing that we aren't super clear about what it is we do and don't want and the skills that we have to leverage in this next step. So going through that process, make a date with yourself, go to a coffee shop, allot yourself an mm. hour and really just brain dump. Don't judge yourself for what you're saying. I remember doing this for myself and thinking, oh, that's a petty thought. But really, these are the things that on a daily basis contribute to our happiness or the flip side. And so we need to be really intentional about thinking it, thinking through what we want to create in the future. So that's the first step is really processing. The second step is you would not believe how many people I talk to who say, you know, I've applied probably for 30, maybe 50, maybe 100 jobs and they don't wow. know. They don't know where they've applied. And here's the thing. When I'm a recruiter and I call someone who's applied and they don't know who I am, what I'm talking to them about, what yeah. they applied for, that's almost an instant turn off. And so I have and I'll provide for you as a free giveaway for people listening to this um, podcast a very simple tracker so that when the phone rings, you have all the information at your fingertips. You understand what you <laughs> liked about the company. You understand what questions you might have about the company, why you applied, the title of the role, who it might report to, all of that in front of you so you can have a really powerful conversation and sound really prepared. Like this is the one and only job that you applied for that you're so excited to have because everything is at your fingertips and you are ready when the phone rings. Yeah, that's that does seem to be the case, and I think now, especially with the way uh, job postings are and the, and you know technology and everything, it's so easy to be like apply, 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 yes. apply, apply, and then you have no idea. And I think to your to your point there, I think it pays to be more tactical, and I think it pays to be yes. more like laser focused. Let alone remember what you actually you know <laughs> what what you actually <laughs> applied for. I, mean, I think that would yes. be helpful. Um, I've heard it described. I think it was like a Jay Shetty podcast or something where it was like. Uh, what what am I good at but don't like to do? What do I mm -hmm. don't like to do but I'm good at? And it yes. was like this whole thing. And it's it's at, on the surface, it's a very simple exercise, but it yeah. it's time consuming. It's very very thought provoking, and I think it gives you a very clear picture of of, of what's out there, of what you're what you're capable, what you actually want to do. Because I think most folks don't really know what they want to do. Do you do you do like a lot of consulting about helping people figure out like okay, this is who you say you are, but this is who I think you are. A million percent. And I would say, really, the problem is, is that we don't dedicate enough time for introspection. And I'm guilty of this as well, right? If I'm walking the dog, I'm also listening to a podcast or an audiobook. If I'm in the car, I've got the radio on. Mm. We are constantly 
you know, distracted with noise and all the things that we're doing in our lives. And so there's not a lot of quiet contemplation that exists anymore unless you carve out time for it. And unless yeah. you're asking yourself the right questions. So I love those two questions that you shared. I would say too, the other thing that I find is people know, but they feel like they need a permission slip or they're afraid. Um, and they mm. don't want to say out loud what they actually do know that they want to do. So for example, a permission slip could be, you know what, I'll be ready for transitioning into acquisitions or transitioning onto the principal side when I've been a broker for two years or when I've mm. gotten my master's in real estate development. We put these arbitrary milestones in place because it delays are having to step out into out of our comfort zone and into, you know, sort of fear. And I think that oftentimes it's easier for us to feel like I'll be ready when I hear that all the time, all day long. I'll be ready yeah. when I've done 10 deals. I'll be ready when I am promoted to vice president. I'll be ready when I have this amount of money in the bank. Guess what? You're never really ready. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think the difference between people who are successful faster and earlier in their careers is that they don't hold themselves to those arbitrary milestones, that they give themselves permission yeah. and they don't look for outside, um, outside reassurance um, before they do the things that they want to do. Yeah. I just had this conversation with a friend of mine who's uh, stepping into a new position and they were like, I'm, I don't belong in this room. I'm not, I'm not these mm. people there. They're successful. They have contacts. They know what they're doing. I don't belong here. And I was just like, you, all they have on you is time. And I've always found that like, you, and you've alluded to it. There is the folks who say like, Hey, I'm new here, or I'm just figuring this part of this job out. I would love to learn from you. You know, mm -hmm. they excel or they, they move forward a lot faster as opposed to sitting back and like, well, let, before I say anything, let me, let me try to position myself or learn a little bit on the side. <laughs> then I'll approach them. I I'm a big fan of jumping right in. I, I think everybody learns a lot faster that way. Absolutely. And I think that's the only way, you know, commercial real estate is kind of a language. And I think about the people who are new to our business, who are holding themselves back in meetings, or they're not going to conferences because they don't feel like they have the confidence to have conversations. Confidence, oops, confidence comes from those conversations and it comes from mm -hmm. repetitions and failure and mistakes and people giving you examples. And, and here's, I think what's true is if you, if you let people know, I'm so excited to be here. I am so interested in what you have to say. And do you mind if I take notes? I really want to soak this all in. Taking notes, mm. going back over your notes, those kinds of things can build your confidence, but don't use it as a crutch. You, you already have everything that you need to be successful. And if we could just tell ourselves that, that we deserve to be in the room because we're in the room and we yeah. are worthy and deserving without having to prove it. I think it's, I think it's 80% confidence really. And mindset. That's Guys, thank you so much for supporting Commercial Real Estate School and our inaugural season. You know, the show was really just kind of popped in my head as a way to sort of fill that gap that exists in the industry where there's, I feel that there's not enough training. There's not enough forward thinking conversations happening. So um, we are very, very happy with where we've ended up in our first season had some great friends on some great forward thinking 
uh, commercial real estate professionals. And I hope you guys learned as much as I did. Looking forward to what we have going on in 2023. We're going to have some more great guests. We're going to bump up our social media presence. We're going to be out doing live shows. So it's really turning into something. And that's all because you guys are supporting the show. So I'm very grateful for that. And as we near the end of the year here, just want to say happy holidays to everyone. And here's to a prosperous 2023. All right, guys. Thank you again. And uh, see you out there.